Welcome to another episode of What Will Frego Do podcast. I am joined by my regular host, Mr. Francis and Landry. And I go by Oli Jimmy. Let's get straight into the game from the midweek. Um, how about them boys? What a win. I guess more appropriately, what a way to win. Two goals from open play. I can't remember the last time I was able to say that. Um, but I'll come to you, Lanray. Um, what was your assessment of the game on Tuesday against Istanbul? I think the first half, especially, we did really well. Um, you know, there were passages of play where you saw you saw them. I think the energy was very different. We came with, we were very aggressive, but not, not you know, undisciplined. Just they, they were, they were honest. They were, they were ready to to go out there and put in a performance, a decent performance. Uh, when I knew that these boys were serious, I think after the first goal, there was a passage of play where Rashford scored, but they called it offside, and I, I'm pretty sure it was offside, where it yeah. was one touch pass from like Van der Beek, you know, and it was it was just lovely. And I was looking at it like, is this United? You know, and then they scored. And at that point, you know, especially because the goal didn't count, I thought, oh, is this going to is this going to be something that you know brings them down, slows the momentum? But the energy was consistent, you know. I think um, we'll probably come into specifics, but Marshall on the wing, you, you can always tell, like old school, old Russia, old Marshall when he used to play on the wing primarily, you could tell in the first five minutes if he was going to have a good game. If that first dribble clicked, if he was energetic about getting the ball and running at defenders. You felt like okay, we have good marshals today, and I felt like in that game, you know, I was, you know, on the last pod I talked about how I was worried that Ole would play him on the wing because he had been a striker, and I don't know what that would do for his psyche. But I thought he, he responded with a pretty decent, decent performance. Yeah, like I remember we talked about that, but at this point, this you know, he's a grown man. If he's not producing a strike. Uh, and we have an alternative, which is Cavani. Um, he's going to play wing. Francis, uh, what did you think of the game? Especially, like, I guess, the first half, because that was some beautiful football. No, I just, I think Pogba is going to be punching the air when he's, when he's watching some of those highlights. Because <laughs> it's going to be very, very hard for him to get back into that team. Um, no, I, I'm probably going to echo almost everything Larry said. The, the first half was, um, was beautiful football. I've not said that in like a year and a half, but uh, it was very, very good um, team play overall. Um, you could tell that there was confidence running through everyone's game and they were fast, quick, and direct. So it's like they wanted to prove something. I, 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 don't, I, don't know, I don't know what you know must have gone in behind closed doors, but um, the intent was there and I, I really, really enjoyed watching it. The inter- interchanging play between... Bruno van der Beek and um, uh, what's his face Cavani. Um, it was beautiful to watch. Um, I really like Bruno, although he can be very annoying and, and wasteful with some some of his passes. But he's the only risk taker in the team, and you need you, you kind of need someone like that in your team, and someone that is ready to just you know pull a pass from anywhere, run into the box, you know do do just create create chances. Um, Marshall, I don't know if he really. I had the best game though, but I mean, he tried. He was more, he was different from what he has done in the past as playing number nine. 
Um, Cavani, Cavani did well. He held the ball up well. He, you know, he was he had that much energy. I feel like the team didn't really utilize Cavani's runs though. Um, there were quite a few runs that he made that you know could have we could have made like a killer pass and opened up the whole team. But that's that's the one thing we need to improve on. But all in all, um, the first half was good and the subs that came in did well too. Yeah, I, I think I noticed that too as well with Cavani. But I think that will come with time, more playing time. I, this is his first full game he's played. since he's enjoying us. Um, to me, it was just the entertainment value for me. Like, that did it for me. Like, we've been clamoring for entertainment since God knows when. And I think we finally got our 45 minutes of full entertaining football. Um, Lanry, what was your assessment of Van der Beek? Yeah, I was about to actually talk about Van der Beek. I thought, you know, Van der Beek is one of those guys that you you know what you're going to get, but what you get is really good. You know, um, in certain type of games, I don't think, I don't know if you would value the way that he plays. But in these kind of games, especially when the people around him are on the same wavelength, he's really good about keeping it simple, but also giving you the kind of pass that opens other things up. So his pass and move is very good. He's, he's tireless. Like, he keeps going. If he gets the ball here, passes it, he's going to make a run for you so that you can give it back to him. Or he's going to open up. He's going to pull a defender. You know, he's, he's, I think he's very intelligent. Even if he's not, you know, making killer passes all the time or anything like that, he's very intelligent on, on, on the field. And he's one of those people, again, if you watch him, you might look at him and think, oh, he's not doing anything spectacular. But it's it's just very little details in terms of when he passes the ball, where he shows, who is around him, his awareness, those kind of things. Um, having said all of that, I think Francis was talking about, I can't remember what the point Francis was making. I don't expect uh, Ole to start Van der Beek this weekend, for sure. Oh, he was talking about Pogba. You were talking about Pogba. I don't yeah. think he starts Van der Beek for the next game. Pogba might not be the one to take that role, but I don't know if Ole will start Van der Beek. I don't know if Van der Beek has always given us high levels of performances, but I feel like if we average out his performances based on the midfield, other than Fred, he's probably second. Or I guess if you call... Um, if you if you take out Bruno Fernandez as the midfielder, if you're looking at Matic, Scott McTominay, Pogba, I would say um, what um, Van der Beek has been our second best as far as performances are concerned. And for some reason, Ole has, you know, refused to play him consistently. But I don't think I don't think Ole will not play him um, because I don't, maybe not because he's not good, but I think it's just because of the conditions or the team we're playing next. We're playing Southampton away, and because of the way they've been playing, I think Ole would have more confidence in playing two, I guess, more rugged midfielders in in McTominay and Fred, um, as opposed to having Van der Beek and Fred. Understanding that Van der Beek, I don't think Van der Beek is the best defensively. Um, I, in the last game that we played against Estabo, I didn't think it showed. Um, he didn't give yeah, me any but... confidence that he's a very good defensive midfielder or something like that, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so against Southampton, where they, are, they they press you extremely quick and want, and whatnot, in my mind, I think Van der Beek would be a very good player to have in that game because of his quick one-touch passes. You can release, you know, um, and, and get away from the press. Um, but I, I don't think Ole is going to play him. I think it'll be McTominay and Fred. The... 
you were, Larry, say what you, uh, make your point. Yeah, I and, and, and I, that's what I was going to say is there's this perception that he's not good defensively. And I'm not saying that he is, but at least let us see that he's not. Right? Like, I want to be able to watch him and say, oh, this boy is a liability for us going back. Right now, I can tell you that Matic is a liability for us. Oh, yeah. Whether or not he's more sturdy physically, right? If it comes to even something as simple as releasing the ball, he's not the best. So he he's a liability for us in other defensive ways, even though he's supposed to be a defensive midfielder that is good at winning the ball. He's not mobile. He's not fast. And, and Matic is weird because there's some stretches of games that he'll play where he, you know, before they gave him the contract last season, three years, by the way, um, <laughs> he had this stretch there where he wasn't bad, where he hadn't played for a while, he came back into the team, and he did decently. But he's now gone back to his old ways. Scott McTominay, I think, is all action, gets around the field. But going forward, he offers you nothing. So, so to Francis's point, even though Van der Beek, you might say he's not as physically imposing as some of the players that we have. I think because of what he offers going forward, because of what he offers from the standpoint of being able to hold the ball, pass, get the ball back, even if he's not winning the ball all the time, he gives more to the team in terms of the balance and the way that we play. I don't think it's a mistake that we won 4-1 and we saw a better performance from Bruno because Bruno could actually link with someone in the midfield. And if Bruno linked with Van der Beek and started making a run, Cavani would show and Van der Beek would be able to give Cavani. So they were always playing those triangles, which is something that you don't get with, you know, almost any of the other midfielders except Pogba that we have. Yes, that, that would be my point. Like, it's I don't think it's a coincidence that we had our best performance of the, can I call it the last two years? In those 45 minutes in midfield, because Van der Beek was there. Like, the way I feel like he already knows what he's going to do with the ball before the ball gets to him. Unlike Matic, where he has to take one or two or three touches, right? Before he can let the ball go. By that time, the, the chance already gone. Like, there's a reason why that 45 minutes was so entertaining for all of us who have watched it. And I remember last pod, I asked two questions. One was, I think I asked this to Francis. I was like, well, what do we have to do to play like an expansive type of football, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, and what Sosha did, which I'll give him credit for, was it made two changes from the weekend. Actually, only two changes. He removed Mata, brought to Cavani, and he removed Matic and Bonnie Van der Beek. And you see how the team played when you remove the two slowest players we have on our team. You see how like well, our transition is fast, like the pace is fast. Like we are enjoying, we enjoyed watching that for five minutes just because we don't have any liabilities and people like mm. that. Yes, we still consider some chances, which is inevitable because our defense is not really that good regardless. Even if we put two defensive rugged guys, like you said, I don't think it's going to stop us from considering chances. But like Larry had said earlier, I, but I want to enjoy my football. Let, let me watch Van der Beek. Let me make, let, watch him make mistakes, mm-hmm. right? And then we'll go from there. So that's just my own thing when it comes to that. One last thing to play devil's advocate is just to say that Istanbul didn't play well either, right? Like I feel like one of the things, one of the major differences, so they came in with the idea that they would give us the ball and let us dominate possession. Well, one of the things I don't think they did well that other teams that have beaten us 
do is they were not aggressive about pressing us, especially in midfield, especially our defense. Like they allowed us to have time on the ball, you know. And, and Francis said, you know, he does, he doesn't know. I I remember looking at Marshall beat, you know, the defender. I think really early on beat the defender that was marking him very easily. Gets on gets close into the box, crosses the ball, and it doesn't get to anybody. Right, mm-hmm. and at that point, I was like, okay, the ball comes out, and it gets to Fred, and there's nobody around Fred. Fred is chilling, looking around for, you know, where's the next pass, uh, and that might be the difference with some of the things that we face in the Premier League, like you know, whoever we are, we are facing next, we'll talk about. But I, I don't think they pressed us as aggressively as some other teams would. So even when we talk about Van der Beek, who again, will I love the performance. You know, I'm saying that there is still there are still things that we need to be sure about him that we still need to see. Whereas for some of the other players we have, we've seen them, we know what their best is, you know, we know what their worst is. And so we have a we have a baseline for what to expect from them. Yeah, that makes sense. Um we'll go over to our weekend game. I think we've talked enough about uh <laughs> Between uh, Mr. Ampo midweek, we are playing Southampton away on Sunday. Um, fun fact: Before we go into our team, how we think the game is going to play out, they haven't lost any of the last seven games, by the way. And I'm saying this because you, I know the way social thinks. Um, so, <laughs> but that doesn't mean I'm saying that. But that doesn't mean that they, they haven't considered goals. They've, they've scored 17 goals and they've considered 13 goals. So, it, which means the game is there to be had. Francis, I'll come to you first. How do you think um, your coach is going <laughs> to play this one? Um, I, I think we have with the PSG game in in mind. Um, it's probably going to rest a couple key players just so we can wrap up the Champions League. Um, but then I don't think there should be that much difference between the the players that turned out um, in the last EPL game and the players that would turn out against Southampton. Um, how the game is going to play, though, that's one thing I don't know yet. Because with United against teams that hold the ball very well, sometimes the game goes either way. You, either we are very good defensively and we catch them on the counter-attack, or the game is just a ball first and the team is pressing, pressing, pressing. And, you know, we eventually lose the game. A record at uh, Southampton Stadium. I don't know if it's the best. I can't remember. But I know it, it, the, the games have been extremely cagey. Either draws or we've lost. Right? So, with this one, I'm not really... I, I mean, not like I've been confident about other games, but this one, I'm not really... I'm not really <laughs> confident about this game. And it's just because of the way Southampton have played this season. If you watch them, they are actually a very good team. And they create mm-hmm. like a lot of chances. One thing I would, I would say though, they don't have Danny Inks, but the other guy, Adams. Oh, Trey Adams. Yeah, Trey the Adams, Adams guy. Yo, he's, is, he's been yeah, on he's, point. He's and been on point. Walcott, who they just asked how old he was, says he was 31 last week. He's playing <laughs> like he's 14, you know? So there's a, there's a lot to be worried about. Um, if, we, if we can show up like the way we did against. Istanbul, um, with confidence and we're direct and we're you know passing, opening up for each other. Um, it should be a very interesting game to watch and should be there should be a lot of chances. But um, I'm, if I'm going to be pessimistic, I'm, I'm not feeling confident about this. Larry, are you really a bit more you know confident? 
I think this game comes down to what Solskjaer wants to do. I agree with Francis in that point. I, if we play, so obviously we have the game against PSG uh, midweek. I, I, I don't feel confident about that PSG game at all, right? Because we are now in a pretty strong position in the Champions League. In the Premier League is where we are a bit shaky, right? We are not in a really good position. We're not in a terrible position, but we're, I mean, we're in a terrible position for United, but you look at the table and you feel like you can string a few games together and you'll be back up there, right? So, you know, in these kind of games, we need to see what Solskjaer is about. How is he going to look at this game? What players is he going to select? What is he prioritizing? And so if we play a lot of the same lineup that we played against Istanbul, I think we have, we stand a better chance of getting a result. Um, I think it would be an entertaining game, but I don't think he's going to do that. If I anticipate what Solskjaer is going to do, I think we'll see Henderson in this game. I think we'll probably see someone like Mata or Dan James. He will reward Dan James for, you know, whatever he rewards these play these players for. You know, so I think we will get one of those board games where it's not attacking and we go in and we try to stifle, you know, we play it safe and we try to make sure that we don't concede any chances. I really do hope um, you guys are wrong oh. because from my perspective, I feel like we don't need a necessarily need a win against PSG to qualify for the next round of the Champions League. If I'm that's correct, right? It's mathematically correct. We don't necessarily need a win against PSG to qualify. We can go, we can draw and win the game, the next game against RB Leipzig, and still. If we through, draw right? the next, if we draw against PSG, we've qualified. Yeah, exactly. So we don't need a win. So and I don't think there's we have more room to be losing games or to be drawing games in the in the Premiership. Yes, the gap might not be that much, but we still have to catch up. So to me, I feel like the priority should be the Premier League. And we should play the same team that we played midweek and not worry about the Champions League. We've already beaten PSG once. We don't need to win. We can just be, we can be KG against PSG and have them come come at us, right? We can do that because, again, we don't need to win that game. Yeah, but um, I agree with that too. But you don't want to put yourself in a position where you lose that game. And then we're going yeah. to RB like Leipzig next. Then we're going to their own home. And if we lose that game yeah. again, then we're out. Yeah, but the same could be said about we keep losing Premier League games. When are we going to catch up? There's more time to catch up in EPL than in Champions League. Champions League is a do-or-die affair. Once you lose that game, you are in a worse position. And the chances of you catching up against one game, against RP Leipzig, is, is, is very low. Right? So, And, and aside from that, too, when you look at the quality of opponents, right... The PSG that we played first is probably not the same PSG we're going to meet now. Not because they are better necessarily, but just because more of their players are going to be available to them, right? I don't think PSG has been great this season, but they will come into Old Trafford wanting to, needing to win that game. Mm-hmm. And so if we lose that game and RB Leipzig wins, if RB Leipzig doesn't win their next game, then it doesn't even matter anyway. But if they... Uh, if they lose that game, if we lose our own game, and then we have to go to Germany under pressure, you know these are these are really good teams, and so the margin for success is not the same. So I don't know if we can play a weak side against PSG and say, oh, let's go for a draw, and and that's that's all I'm thinking about is Bruno Fernandez has played almost every game recently for us, for example. 
I suspect that Ole is going to rest him for this game on on Sunday. You know, I don't know that for a fact, but you know, we'll see. We'll see what the lineup looks like because we have games every like twice a week for the next however however many weeks, right? And at some point, you have to start rotating other players in and resting players. So we'll see. We'll see how that goes. Yeah, no, no, that, that's a valid point as well. Um, I will go ahead and keep my predicted certain lineup or what I want to see, and then I'll bring, come to you, Larry, and then I'll go to Francis. Um, for me, I don't think you should make any major changes from the from the midweek. Daguerre and Go, Juan Basaka, Lindelof, Maguire, Teles, um, Van der Beek, Fred. I want. I still like. I said the last part. I still want him to rest Rashford because I think he's not still at a hundred percent. So for like Rashford, I'm gonna bring in Greenwood, Bruno, Martial, and Cavani. That's gonna be my starting lineup. Um, I'll come to you, Larry. I'm going to go with Henderson in goal, um, Brandon Williams, Aaron Maguire, Axel, Tuanzebi, Tellez in midfield, Scott McTominay, uh, Matic. And then Mata up top. Uh, on the wings, Greenwood, Greenwood, Marshall, and then Cavani in strike. Oh, wow. Okay. That's a, that's a lot of changes. Though. Francis? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, for me, I think uh, it, would, it would probably start like the regular culprits. Um, De Gea. And right back, I know Wambisaka left like 50 minutes into the game. So, there's a high chance that Timothy um, Fosumensa might might start this game instead, uh, maybe just to give Wambisaka some time to recover. Another fun fact for you, Tino. We offered uh, Fosumensa a new contract, by the way. <laughs> First, pop, 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 pop champagne. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. So you might be right. It might be. You might really want to come in for Wambisaka. Yeah, happy Thanksgiving. Um. And we are, and, we, and we signed Brandon Williams recently to a what five year contract. It doesn't sound like that's enough. <laughs> so uh, so yeah, for Semenza, uh Lindelof, Maguire, and um, in left back would be Tellus. Midfield, I feel he's going to start Fred McTominay and uh, Bruno Fernandez, and up top will be. Marshall, Rashford, and either Mata or Dan James. I have a feeling. Well, I, have a fe- I don't. I don't want to. Yeah, see I have a feeling he's going to rest Cavani so he can play against PSG. You know, maybe I know. I know one or two things about these defenders. I know how they move. So that that might that might be something <laughs> only has under his sleeves, with, if he has any. But that's how. That's why. Th- that's yeah. how I think uh, he's going to line the team up, though. Can I make an amendment no, no, to no, no, my no, no, lineup? No, 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 no. Too late, too late. <laughs> no, because I forgot that I said Dan James was going to start. The, pl- the players are... I forgot there. about my boy Hammers. The... <laughs> so I- I'm going to take out Cavani, put Marshall up top, and then put Hammers in uh, Cavani's and uh, Marshall's position. So up, up top, your three are Mata, Hammers, and Marshall? Uh, no, so it's four... Greenwood. Yeah, Greenwood. Greenwood, Marshall, and Dan James, and then Mata playing in number 10. Oh, I, I, I don't know if you'd make that many changes. I feel like that would destabilize the team. 
Just watch. I'm <laughs> talking about somebody but, but, that you are assuming is, is competent. But this is what we've been clamoring for. Like, we want, like, consistency. And the only way to do that is not by making too many changes. But let's hope social listens to this pod, and you know, he doesn't make too many La- changes. Um, Larry. Oh, oh, no, I was going to say, Larry, with that, with that team that you've, you've put out, what would you, how would you predict, or I guess what would you predict the scores to be? Yeah, that's what I was going to ask him. Well... <laughs> Can I ask one more question before I give my uh, my answer? Yeah. yeah. And my answer doesn't is not dependent on the answer to this question. Yo, it's it's your pod, fam. You can do whatever you want. <laughs> do we know if Pogba is back? Well, do we even know why Pogba is out? They said he got injured before the last game, ankle. the game over the weekend. They said in training he got injured or something. Yeah, his ankle swole. So he's is that still the line that we're going with that he's injured? Do we know? Um, I know. Uh, uh, it, does, it, doesn't make, it doesn't make any difference. It might difference, be available, yeah. Yeah, no, no, no. I'm just <laughs> yeah, asking because that's going to be a storyline at some point. Right now, it's not because he's not on the bench. Oh. So anyway, um, in this game, I'm going to go for a United win and I'm going to go with 1-0. Uh, predictions Whoa, for who kick. scored, I'm going to go with Mata. Maybe even a Mata free kick or penalty, something, you know. Set oh, piece. interesting. Yeah. yeah, if I was to... Pre- I, I predict like a 2-2, a like a tie. Um, for, for us, it would be maybe Marshall and Bruno Fernandes can't stop scoring, man. So he's just... Yo, if, <laughs> if, if, if He's just the guy to call. So Bruno Fernandes and, and Marshall... And um, I think that Adams guy is, is most likely going to worry my you. Plus James 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 Ward Prowse or whatever his name is. That guy always scores against the gear. Always, every game I've watched that he has played in, he's always <laughs> scoring the gear. He's a free kick, so I, I, I suspect that's going to happen too. Yeah, talking about this new and improved defense. Yeah, but, but for free kick, um... you don't need a, you don't need defense. So it, One action is there. Yo, Yo, that's Francis. That's the joke, bro. <laughs> <laughs> we're still looking. We're still looking goals. Oh, <laughs> uh, that was, that was the joke, eh? <laughs> no, it, took, it took a while. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm gonna go for a very high scoring game. I'm gonna go three, two. That'll be my prediction. Um, Bruno for sure. Like like you said, he can't stop scoring. I feel like Cavani has been knocking on the door. He's going to score again. And I will go with Van der Beek as a third scorer. And I think um, Shea Adams is going to score. He's going to score and have an assist. And, and oh, Theo. I forgot Theo. Yeah. Theo. Mom, sorry. To be it? fair to United, I don't think we've considered a lot of goals recently. Eh? Like, I'm trying to remember the last time we considered a goal. Um, although, like, like a couple you know, of we games. haven't played a lot of games since the international break, but against Everton, exactly, uh, against Everton, did we concede? Yeah, I don't, we, I don't quite scored us first. We did, it was yeah, one goal, yeah, and, and we came back. So, you know, in the last like four games, is it Everton, Brighton, three games, we've considered one goal, right? So, something, yeah, think about. I think it's since after the, the uh, Tottenham game, um, they, they probably, yeah. you know. Went back to the drawing. Drawing because against Chelsea it was nil nil. Against Arsenal we lost with the penalty, but it was one yeah. goal. You know, I, we we haven't really considered 
to me. Even Istanbul, we considered two terrible mm-hmm. goals, but thing is, in the last like five games, we probably considered five goals. Yeah, right. So, yeah, but what? But what do all those games have in common besides this last Istanbul game? They've all been ball fest. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. at this and point, that's more likely to like, me, which is why I went for one nil. It's more likely yeah. to be Fair a ball enough. fest than it is to be a, you know, a back and forth. I've I've called. Most of my predictions have been two, two, three, one. And yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm just giving you guys the answer. <laughs> do, you to, do you want to go into your record? Yeah, oh, yeah. Of little <laughs> then Southampton will play us off the feeling, park. Yeah. Are you feeling frisky? Nah, I don't. I, they, I feel like they will play, but I feel like if we don't make too many changes from Istanbul, I think we, yeah, we're capable of playing. Because Banda Big. And Bruno on, on their own, hmm. better than okay. any of their midfield. So, <laughs> wait, hold on. Everybody predicted it. No, 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 win, no, no, right? no, no, no. I, no, I predicted it. Yeah. Let's let's get that on record. Okay, okay. okay. Yeah, let's get Always that on record. Always <laughs> <Let's get that> <laughs> 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 It's just a reminder before we wrap this up. Uh, December fifteenth. Are, are we are, are we doing this soon? every every pod? <laughs> oh. Hey, it's a countdown, my G. <laughs> really. <laughs> Uh, Man, these guys are—they are really driving this boss on top of me. Eh? <laughs> Man, <laughs> don't let it, don't, don't, don't push it. Let it come to you. <laughs> yeah, you guys are going. You guys are going to jinx this thing. Like, no, I, I feel like you guys are more excited than I am. <laughs> Do I? <laughs> the date is nah, jinxed. Nah, so I guess then we are going to. Okay, now. You've talked about this. December fifteenth, so much like just you know, hmm. let let it come. Nah, we're just uh, we're just trying to promote you, Mike. I've told you guys, Ole is going to be the manager at the end of this season. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's going to be end up next season. If, if when Jesus <laughs> says yes, nobody can say yes. When Jesus says yes. <laughs> <laughs> Let, uh, all, you, all you unbelievers all goody all goody that's the perfect <laughs> end to the pod uh, follow us on twitter at what will Fergie do on instagram at what will Fergie do and if you have any questions please send it to us to, to our twitter page or slide in our DMs wink wink <laughs> Thank you for listening. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's why that's why I paused for a second. <laughs> oh, Larry, Larry, are you are you still searching for people that are only in? Has anyone come out? Not yet, but I'm on oh, the lookout. Yeah. You know, guys, please, please come, please, <laughs> all ye, please come forth. <laughs> Oh, yeah, believe it. Uh, all right, man. Well, I think uh, it's, a, it's a wrap. Thank you.